0: Hello, and welcome to my Lane Audio Experience. I am Mevisayna Kanjata and I am so excited to have you here. So excited. So here's the thing. I know that you know that God made you for a specific purpose. My hope is that through this podcast and everything that I share here, you'll be encouraged to take charge of your life and be uniquely you. Your purpose is your lane, and all I want to see you do is own your lane. Ready for today's episode? Are you sure? Let's do it. This episode is proudly brought to you by the On Your Lane Planner. When I designed this planner, I was just in a space where I wanted to be effective and productive with my life. I knew I had big goals. I knew my potential, but somehow my day-to-day, my week-by-week was not mapping back to these goals. So I felt lost. So this planner came in to help me with structure. It takes you from defining the legacy you want to make, which is the whole impact your life is about, and then mapping it to your week. What habits you want to build this week? What goals do you have for the week? What does your whole week look like? And then it moves to day by day. What are you focusing on on each specific day? What are you grateful for on this day? What notes are you making to self about how the day went? It is really that accountability partner that we all need. Get one for yourself and your loved one. Dear me on all the socials, and I'll see how I can help you be more effective by getting this planner to you. The On Your Lane Planner. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hello, and welcome to On Your Lane. It's a pleasure to have you here. And today, today, we're going to talk about the process. And for this, I want to tell a story, one of my favorite stories ever. This is a story of a boy named Joseph. Now Joseph was a boy who was told of a dream, right? So he had a vision of who he was going to be. And in this vision, his whole family, his dad, his brothers, he had about seven, Six brothers. He had a lot of brothers. I think he had about eleven brothers, and all these were bowing to him. And so the dream was just signifying that he was going to be a leader. He was going to be somebody they were going to look up to, and he was the eleventh born out of twelve people. And so this wasn't cool when he told his brothers that, "Okay, this is what is going to happen." And even his dad was like, "Hey, hey." His dad was, uh, he was a daddy's so his dad loved him but even his dad was like hey hey don't talk about that you can't have all these older brothers and even me and your mom bowing to you what up what up what up with that so Joseph. Had that dream and his brothers after they had that dream started getting resentful of him his daddy loved him He was a cool kid. He was so young But he was so confident and he was having these weird dreams and so they just started hating him and disliking him and the craziest thing happened with Joseph and One time his brothers went away. His dad was like, you know, go your brothers are out in the field looking at looking after animals and everything go give him food and joseph went to give him food and took a while to get there they saw him coming from a distance because he was wearing this fancy coat that his dad gave him and they were hating on him because of the fancy court because they were like hey fancy court he gave you a fancy court he didn't make us those fancy coats. they just hated and disliked him and so they saw him coming because they recognized that fancy court and when he got there they had planned to kill him and one of the brothers was like okay we can't kill our brother let's just throw him in a ditch and then he would die there naturally and then as they were doing that they threw him in a ditch Joseph was like what's going on you're my big brothers I love you guys don't do this no no yeah he was like that because these were his brothers y'all and then these traders were passing by and they were like hey, what's going on? They're like, okay, how about we sell this guy, make some money out of him, and we're going to tell his dad, our dad, that he died. You know, let's just do that. And so they're like, mm, yeah, we we'll make some money off it. Let's do that. So they sold him to these traders. These traders were like, okay, cool. He looks healthy. He looks strong. He, we can sell him on a slave trade market or something like that. And then they, they took him. They got the money. And then they took the fancy jacket that he had on, killed one of the lambs that were looking after, put blood on it and then they took it to the dad and said dad joseph died i think he was eaten by an animal the dad was like no this is his card oh my goodness so this is just a crazy crazy story (sighs) crazy story (laughs) anyway that's one of my favorite stories it goes on to say that after joseph was sold there he was bought by this king not king but a prominent guy in his field whose name was potiphar and this potiphar guy started um employed Joseph like a slave of course but Joseph was so good at his job he started rising the ranks and now this spotify guy was like you know what I don't even need to manage anything in my house there's Joseph he's got it he's got the numbers right he's got the, the service right the food is on point the timing is so amazing Joseph is the man live him he manages my house he manages everything there's no limit to what he can do in my house and then Potiphar's wife though, was eyeing David, he's like, hmm, those abs, hey? And then she started hitting on him and he was like, no, I can't do that. And she was embarrassed a little bit, it was like, you turned me down? And so she screamed and said, no, oh, he was trying to, to, to rape me and everything. And Joseph was in trouble, got in trouble and got thrown into jail. And he went to this jail for a while and whilst in the jail, he met a guy who was a baker and another guy who was something else. There were two guys who were there with him in prison he was amazing still joseph was just excellent he was doing a good job when when the prison warden was like okay go do this do you call them wardeners or wards whatever those guys supervisors of the prison those ones they were like okay this guy's so cool the way he does his work the way he's diligent they they know like okay you be in charge of all your friends and so he was in charge Now in prison, the two people he was hanging with, one a baker and another person who was like a server to the king who were now in prison with him, had weird dreams. And he interpreted the dreams. And it was like, one of you is going to die. One of you is going to be reinstated. Please remember me when you're reinstated. And the guy was like, cool, I'll remember you. And he didn't remember him. He didn't remember him. And what happened is after that guy was reinstated in his position, he just forgot about Joseph because he was now living his best life. And after he started living his best life something happened in the palace the king had a weird weird dream and this baker guy was like wait what whoa whoa. i remember something there was a guy in prison who could interpret dreams and he interpreted that you you would reinstate me in this role so his interpretation game was on point how about you engage him to interpret your dream right so the king was like okay cool bring that guy And then Joseph was remembered, cleaned up, brought before the king, interpreted the dream. He was like, okay, it's going to be seven years of abundant crop around the world. And seven years of luck right after that. There'll be death and hunger and famine. That's what your dream says. And then the king was like, okay, so what should we do? He was like, okay, what, what I would say you do is in this seven years of abundance, save. Be strategic. Store. Buy things from people. Import. Buy food buy 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 and just store a lot and build vaults and keep things and then in the seven years of lack, they will be covered and the world will come to us to get from the abundance that we have and the king was like wow oh genius you do that you'll be my prime minister and joseph the prisoner released into prime minister that's what happened still telling the story though after that happened around the world, the seven years passed by, and now the hunger zone had come. Now his brothers and his dad, they were all alive in that distant, distant land, and they started feeling the hunger. But they heard, you can go to Egypt, there's this wise man who had a plan and a strategy, now they have food, we can go buy. And so his brothers left, and then they went to go to buy from Egypt, where, who was the prime minister now? Joseph was the prime minister. And they went there and got to him and they're like, okay, so we're here to buy. And then Joseph looked at them and said, my goodness, these are the very people, my brothers, who really hurt me, who sold me, who wanted to kill me. But he was like, okay, keep your cool. And he was calm. And the brothers came and was like, what do you want? Where's your youngest brother? They had left him. He's like we left him whatever and he's like okay i'll sell you these things but only if you go get him and then they went and got him There was so much drama around that but in the end he revealed himself to them and they were like what what oh we're sorry oh my goodness don't kill us and I was like no you wanted to hurt me in this process by selling me and you thought you had done something to harm me but god used it for good look at me saving lives prime minister y'all and then They were overwhelmed and the dad, they reconciled with the dad. It was such an amazing time and people's lives were saved and then they relocated and moved to where Joseph was because now he was balling and he was doing so well and it was an amazing story. You get it? (laughs) So this story resonates with me in a big way because it's about the process. Joseph was a great young man. At 17, he saw this vision of the greatness that was coming into his life. Now, he spoke of it too soon and told his brothers who are haters, right? So you can be hated by your own family. Your family can sabotage you, right? Some of us complain about being hated by people who are not even connected to us, random people on the internet, people we don't even know. But Joseph had his brothers. Who heard this thing and they were like we're gonna get rid of him because his dream involves us bowing down to him We don't like him. We don't like how he sees things and his visions and dreams and his goals We don't like all these things. So we're gonna have to hurt him But Joseph at that time Was just immature too. He didn't have to share his dream, but he shared his dream and That dream took another 17 years to materialize. So the time these brothers bowed down to him was 17 years later after he had seen the vision and that for me resonated greatly because this is the real real deal about life you have your vision you have your purpose you're clear about what you should do the value you should offer you're clear about where you're going but how long is it going to take till you see it happen fully it takes a while it's a process and so many times in life we don't expect this process or we want it to be short we want our vision to happen and soon after we're cultivating and then we're planting and then soon after we are harvesting yeah it's done no all amazing stories have this process aspect of it it's called the vary of disappointment where you have started and you have momentum then you just have to keep going. It's the nasty middle. It is the messy middle. There is nothing happening. You don't see what is happening. You have to keep pushing. And then, boom, you have a result. This middle. The middle is a terrible time. And for Joseph, it was even worse than most of us can imagine. He was in prison. Then he got out of prison. Then he started being elevated. Then he was kicked out. He was lied to. It was a test. The middle is a whole big test of your integrity. It's a whole big test of the solidness of your vision. Are you really sure you want to do this? Are you really sure you want to be an entrepreneur? Are you really sure you have integrity? Are you really sure you're going to do things differently? Are you really sure the vision is alive? Are you really sure you can pass it through? Are you really sure you want to lose the weight? Are you really, really sure? Because very few people are are sure. Most of us want the good things, but don't want pay the price most of us want success without the pain most of us want the abs without the workouts the pain after we don't want the pain during we just want to say i want abs and then in a couple of weeks we're like abs are here No, there is work in between and this is what we're going to talk about here it's a long intro but a juicy one don't you agree all right now let's get into it lesson number one from the joseph story the vision is real what you want, what you desire, what you have set out to build, what you dream about, the idea you have is real. It can materialize. your eyes. Just the fact that you have it is just proof that you need that it's possible. Because everything that is built starts with the mind. It starts there. Now, every idea, dream, vision that you have right now is possible. But you have to guard it. Who do you expose it to? Who do you share your dreams with? Because there are people you are going to share with that are going to pull it down and destroy it. There are people who are going to spit on it and tear it apart and show you things that won't work with your vision. And there will be true things, but those are unnecessary things. You don't need to know what won't work in this point. So your vision is alive. Your dream is alive. It's real, but you have to protect it. Learn about it. Learn how it works. Understand the field. Do research. Understand your point of view. Put your flavor on it. Your flavor is your creativity. So it can be a simple idea like, growing tomatoes and selling them to the market but maybe your creativity allows you to say okay i'll grow them then i'll package them in a fancy way then i'll sell them to the market just explore put your flavor on it your creativity on whatever idea you have get information right because your dream is real your vision is real this should validate you to say okay i can work on this but be careful who you expose yourself to be careful who you share this idea to because there are some people who are just naysayers. They have given up on their own lives. They will do anything to help you give up on yours too. so The vision requires preparation. You will have to pass some tests. You need to pass some tests. In our story, Potiphar's wife was checking on David and trying to tempt him to be like, hey, guy, hey, guy. And it was like, no, I can't dishonor my master. He has put me in a place of honor in this home. He has given me all this responsibility. He trusts me and now I go take his wife? No, I can't do that. That's passing tests. That is the integrity test. Will you pass some tests with your vision? Will you have some resolve? What will you give up? What will you sacrifice? There's some bowling you won't do till you get to a certain point. There's some flashiness you can't have till you get to a certain point. Will you pass these tests? Your vision will require that you let go of some things, it puts a demand on you on what you can do, on what you can learn, or what you can expose yourself to, what you can let into your life or your mind. Are you ready for it? Are you going to pass this test? Do you have a solid character? Because if you attend success without character, it won't be sustainable. So your character is what will hold you up your success. You can hustle all you want. If your character is flawed, it will stink at so many other levels. And it will repel the people you will need to support you and help you up. What character flaws do you need to let go? of? What character flaws do you need to work on? This is the time to do that. You need to pass some tests. That impatience, that desperation, that critical spirit, that negativity, pessimism. Whatever it is that holds you back. You need to start working on those things. And when you start working on these things, you need to pass tests. Because every time you work on something to improve something, there'll be a test to see, are you patient now? So there'll be a test that you have to pass. Be present, show up for those tests and pass those tests. The vision takes time. Like I said, at 17, Joseph saw this vision. 17 years later, the vision came to pass. What was he doing within 17 years? He was building character. He was proving himself faithful. He was being his best self. Don't wait till the dream much to live your best life. What that means is what talents you have, what gifts you have, you use them. Expose yourself to new things. Learn new things. Practice. Grow. Don't just wait for the time when this will come to pass, when my bank account looks a certain way. That's when I'll start living. No, live today with what you have. That means you have gratitude, you have contentment whilst working towards your goal. The dream takes time. What I would want to compare it with Is growing coffee versus growing lettuce. Lettuce takes 60 days from sowing it to maturity. So that's like two months and you're like, yay, it's done. I'm done. We're done with the work. Whereas coffee takes about five years. Is it three years? But it takes that long to move from planting coffee, taking care of it. You're cultivating it. You are still there. You're still investing in it, watering it, putting fertilizer. And it will still take three or five years for you to start seeing the fruit of it. But with coffee, what happens is you will see the fruit after that long and you'll cultivate for a long, long time, for years too, right? And then you'll keep making money on that crop, which you took so long to take care of. It'll pay back and then more. Whereas lettuce is 60 days, you plant it, it's done, and then you approach it and there's nothing to look forward to. And for one lettuce, you can sell it at maybe a quarter of a dollar or something, you know? And then whereas coffee, It'll take so much more money, but it took so much more work. So it comes to like, what are you growing? If you want a fast process, then you have to go for lettuce. But it means you will grow lettuce for a long time for you to make just even half of what a person with coffee makes. So a person with coffee will feel like they're not making progress because it takes a long time to start harvesting it. But when it starts giving fruit, it doesn't stop. And the value of coffee is way higher. No, it's way higher than letters. So your vision takes time. Work, work, wait, be grateful, keep working, keep being excellent, keep developing your character, keep working on your mindset. It'll pay off. And when it pays off, the quality of the work you did within will show in the payoff. So, do call it away. Be excellent. Be consistent. Keep doing it. Keep pushing. Very few sustain the time of patience. Like for Joseph, 17 years, ah, that's a long time. But his upleveling was crazy upleveling. He saved lives. He saved his family. He did amazing things that nobody could just be a foreigner and be a prime minister. But he was a foreigner and a prime minister. Imagine it but it took 17 years of diligence, 17 years of faithfulness, 17 years of integrity. Is your dream worth it? Is your vision worth it? Are you willing to wait for it? And the final point is the vision will come to pass because all these points leading to this are just showing you that you have to work, you have to invest, you have to be excellent, you have to push, you have to be consistent. Don't stop, don't stop. And we're not just being consistent for the sake of just being consistent. Because there is a tipping point that is coming. There is going to be a change of level. There's going to be that winning trumpet. There's going to be that, uh uh-huh, it's done, right? So your vision has a harvest date. If you don't give up, if you don't stop, you will see this harvest. And this is a glorious time that very few get to see. Many start the journey. Along the way, they give up. And they think, ah, these things are just pointless. Let's just go back to real life. But the few that make it are the few we talk about, are the few that affect generations, are the few that make a difference for years to come, are the few that up-level our communities. They are the few that we love to discuss and read about and listen to because they have made it. Are you one of the few who are going to be like this? Who are going to push through and have the harvest season. And we're going to be like, what? What did you do? What did you produce? Are you one of those? I am. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to push through. I'm not going to stop. I'm building right now. And I'm being patient right now. I'm being resilient. I'm being excellent. Sometimes I'm tired. But I get up and I keep going. Because I know the harvest time is coming. And when the harvest comes, be gracious. Be gracious. Don't be like, hey, hey, I made it. I made it. No. You, you succeed so that you can up-level others. There are others who look up to you. Generations that look up to you. There's poverty in the world right now. Because some Generations didn't take care of their business and therefore they passed on Bad mindsets and bad habits and they passed on a legacy of poverty to the next generation Don't be like that don't be part of that kind of generation You are doing all this work right now so that when you are there you have harvested you're passing on a different story You're passing on a different script. You're passing on a new mindset. You're passing on wealth and Newness to the next generation. So when you harvest be gracious right bless others give and then bless generations to come so that's about the story of Joseph and that's about the process it takes time but it's always worth it I hope this was helpful for you if it was leave a comment find me across all the socials members I love to connect if you're on YouTube please please stay subscribe like share comment let's connect and let up level together And I will see you soon. Hey, hey, productivity hack for the week. One thing that I found to really be effective for me is really planning my days. I plan my week on the Sunday night, all of it. And every morning for each day, I take some time out to just think through what I want to get done in the day. I usually have like 10 to 15 things to do. I don't do all of them. Some things I still write, but they're like really short, 10-minute things. Others are longer, but I have a long list of to-dos. Now, that usually would just put me under pressure to get everything done because I would want to do all that and do it well. And usually that was sort of impossible, and I'll always feel like I'm chasing this list. So what I started doing is to have three focus areas every day. So among my things... My whole list of to-dos. What are the three main things that I want to do? These are the things that I'll give my energy to first. And usually they're the harder things. The main things that will move much more than the rest of my things. So these three things I'll focus on. These three things I'll do first. And when I get time and energy and I have time and energy left over, I can redirect it to the rest of the things that I have to do. This really helps me stay focused. It helps me feel in control because three things are just three things. So I can really do them excellently. I can really give myself to them totally and then not feel guilty at the end of the day for not having done all the 15 or 10 things that I wanted to do. But I still get to do the rest of the things. But I'm, As I'm doing the rest of the things, I have this positive vibe that I've already achieved, that I'm already doing well, that I'm doing now bonus work in my day. So this has been really, really helpful for me. I hope it helps you. Let me know. Thank you for joining me here on my Lane Audio Experience. Be sure to subscribe and share. And I can't wait to hang out again soon. All right? Okay. Bye-bye.